1: not sure what we're going to talk about for the uh, coveted hour we'll we'll find something to get into you want to talk about it Midday grind coming to you live from Westport Social Inside right here joke. at Westport Plaza. And I believe we're gonna be here till three o'clock. Also, the Cam Jansen show will be here from six to seven, possibly. No, that's not true. <laughs> Edit that out.
2: Let's start over. Three two, three, two and, and one. one. Go All ahead. right, he is gonna be here tomorrow.
1: There we go. Right. It's like a grid. You gotta you gotta understand the grid. It's like spring training when you look at that and the pitchers are over here, and then they're gonna do fielding, but then this group's gonna hit. It's a it's a moving grid. So let's just say we're here and we're happy to be here at Westport Social.
2: How about this though? Our intro, our first minute or so of this program, about as good and competent as the NHL officiating situation. Is that fair?
1: Uh, That's fair. The bars. You know what the officials always say, Charlie. It's similar to your belief in radio. You can have a bad ten minutes every hour. They just decided to have theirs right at the very (laughs) end. I think we should roll through some sound. Now we oh. don't do that a lot on this show. Oh. But I think when that whole deal goes down and the Blues lose in overtime, in case you didn't watch or read anything this morning, we're talking about game 3. Or listen to Frank of the Western Conference final. Like if you're just you just landed, you you've just been on up. business. How about this? Do we have to explain why we're talking about it? It was a overtime loss for the Blues, 5-4, the final. You know, T, a, my mom called it demoralizing. That's fair. And I thought that was a good word. Cause it I wasn't like
0: your mom's input here. This it, is nice.
1: She's texting like crazy during these games. Now she's worried about Vince Dunn. I'm like, no, no, no. You Dunham. wanted him out of the lineup. You don't get to feel sorry for him now. You can't, can't <laughs> take it back. But she said demoralizing. And I thought that's the right word. It's not devastating. It's not season ending. It's not even a third loss in the series, but it is demoralizing because of the good things you did do in that game and that you should have won the game,
2: and then the way you lose it, it's demoralizing. No, this is not a you focus on the positives. No, but it's not saying, a focus on the positives
0: type oh, day. Also, this is a perfect show for Martin, then, is what you're saying. I wasn't, was I wasn't I even saying negative.
1: you focus on the positives. you had so many good things happen, and then you lose. That's why it's demoralizing. Pay attention.
2: That's fair. Here's what I thought of, and maybe it's not a, a great example, but remember against the Stars when you had – The puck that was cleared, and it was supposed to go behind the net by Perron, correct? And it goes off the official right in front of the net. Bennington thought it was going behind him. Goal scored. Now, again, I'm not blaming the official. That was more of an accident. But still, that's something we would have talked about a ton moving forward if they don't win that game and the series. So I think as devastating, fair to say, as this call was last night. God, Terrible why you, why call. Why do you hate my mom's take? She went demoralizing Chuck Upton. Devastating. The demoralizing. This becomes a fifth down. This becomes a Denkinger if the Blues lose the series. I liked your analogies I'm driving in about the Allen Craig Boston Red Sox play where, look, if the Blues move on, and if they win this series and or the Cup, we'll probably never talk about the hand pass. If they lose this series, it'll be in the lore of the fifth down and Denkinger, so on and so forth, if they lose.
1: Yeah, like in Boston, they don't care at all about Game 3. But I'm sure the next day, after the World Series losing on a call that nobody really knew even was the right call, they probably spent the whole next day talking about it. And then they win Games 4, 5, and 6, and nobody cares. So that's the Blues' challenge, is you just win this series and make it an afterthought that doesn't take away the sting of the loss, but also the frustration with the league and the league that has had, it's been a punching bag over the years. And I feel like it's transitioned and it's become a main four sport for a lot of folks, not everybody, but because that garage league punchline had gone away. I mean, when's the last time people were tweeting, oh, garage league, oh, the typical garage league, that had sort of, Faded into the background, but stuff like this brings it front and center. Uh, This hour, by the way, is brought to you by our friends at Triad Bank, and we encourage you to go take it to the bank. Take it to the text line. Gummy bears. And the question is, at the Triad Bank, take it to the bank text line for this hour, the midday grind, do you think we should be focusing on the bad call by the officials or should we focus on the fact that they didn't close it out? Where is your... Blame factor because there are some people who are saying, Listen, they should have won that game, should have buried an empty netter, should have made sure after winning a face off that they don't get the puck. There are some people in that camp. I happen to think it's a smaller percentage, but I'd be curious to hear it. Triad Bank, located in Frontenac on the web, it's com. neighborhood friendly bank, and that really is important because you walk in there, it's your money. They should treat you well. They do at Triad Bank. In addition to that, if you're a business owner looking to expand, make sure you talk to them. The decision-makers are all here in St. Louis. It's a bank that's not located in Charlotte or L.A. or New York. It's founded in St. Louis.
2: They can help you get things done. Try dot Maybe a good question because we love what's your percentage. Ooh, what's your percentage of, of what should be talked about? I'm guessing, or my opinion, how about 90% on the call, 10% on the fact, which is fair to say, even though, look, terrible call. We all get that. Obvious call. But in in any sport, in hockey, if you go to an overtime, if you don't finish the game in regulation, you will always open yourself up to a bad call or a flukish play settling things. And I'm, I'm not necessarily blaming the Blues for that. It's just the truth. If you let something go to a sudden death, any call and any flukish play, you can lose that game. That's just the truth.
1: All right, let's roll this. I'm going to go in order, Charlie. We're not Ooh. always a well-oiled machine.
0: This this makes it easy. What? I was
1: going to. I just. I'm kind of like doing some housekeeping on the air by you telling you a of order. No, no I just. I, I actually think order. it makes sense here. So here's how it ended. If you weren't paying attention at about 10:04 or 10:05 last night, this is how it ended in overtime they lead the series two games to one
2: I think the Blues are arguing that this was a hand pass here's Meyer let's see with Nyquist is close and there's Meyer with his right hand puts it across should have been a whistle as soon as Nyquist touched it there's the hand pass Doesn't touch anybody else. Whistle should have blown.
1: Officials heading to their locker room. Sharks win it, 5-4 in overtime. It seemed to me like the officials were even confused what they were supposed to do. They They, walked off. They they sort of like talk for a minute, like, "Hey, where'd you park? Where'd you (laughs) park? Let's get the hell out of here." And then they just kind of skated off and like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, that's it, that's it." And I love the Braden Shin shot where you can see him smashing the stick on the glass. He
0: didn't smash his stick. The guy who never shows emotion right. was furious. He
1: went Eddie Belfour, but yeah. Shen did it within proximity of the officials. So it was clearly blank you to them. It doesn't change the outcome, but there was just unbelievable raw emotion. Usually the team that wins celebrates, the team that loses is sagging and they're just defeated and just kind of down. It's very rare that the defeated team is just pissed. It, that's to me what stood out it was just a
2: unique view because you never get that do you think the officials could they have kind of strategically slid over on the ice to kind of uh, all four of them talk about the call but also try to look up at the uh, the jumbotron to kind of get their own little replay review even though it's not reviewable they can kind of just throw their eyes up there and see that it was a very obvious call that anyone on earth could see that's that's the problem in 2019 Anybody with a TV or a smartphone can see this call, and it was obvious. It was an obvious overturned call. It wasn't like a 50-50 bang-bang play at first base in baseball. This would have obviously been overturned if it was reviewable. In 2019, every Yahoo sitting on their couch can't have access to better technology than the officials or the NHL. That is ludicrous. My my
0: issue with it stands not so much with it being a non-reviewable play because I'll be honest, I didn't know that entering play last night. I just learned it about 12 hours ago when it it happened. Whoa, rule
1: 38.
0: uh, (laughs) Sally, what was it, (laughs) 38.4? My issue is sheet of ice isn't that big. You have four officials on that sheet of ice all watching that same play at the same time. Don't say sheet. How does no one see that? Any of the four officials trained to spot plays like that at that moment how do they all simultaneously miss that play?
1: That is hard to explain. And, in fact, they really didn't explain anything no, how does that to player, anyone. How does
0: Meyer get an assist on that he play? You need to explain it. to me Did anybody how hear? he passed it.
1: And I didn't look at the San Jose beat report, but I wondered if Meyer commented and just said,
2: you know, like, what? Oh, no, it hit my hand. I mean, I wonder <laughs> if he's trying to own his story. And, look, I understand a lot of people are crushing the officials, the refs, as they should, but also – In a way, I feel bad for the officials because, look, there is that human element, but the league should also be able to bail out their officiating crew if you make a mistake. I I don't think this was done on purpose. I think, honestly, whether it was the guys were in the wrong spot, they are obstructed by the net, it was a quick play they couldn't see in real time, whatever it was, I don't think the officials did this on purpose. I I don't buy into the conspiracy theory. Obviously, the Sharks have gotten a bunch of favorable calls In this postseason. But in a way, I also feel bad for officials overall that they can't be bailed out. I promise you when Doug Armstrong banged on that door and said bleeping garbage, those officials in there felt terrible that one of their incorrect calls potentially hinged a game in the Western Conference Final. I'm sure those guys lost a ton of sleep over it as well. The league should be able to bail out bad officiating. I I think Don
1: Denkiger has said over the years, he wishes there was video. He 100%. wishes there was a replay system that they could have turned to because he just missed the call. I agree with you that those officials are probably saying to each other and probably reiterating to each other that it's not a reviewable play. I guarantee they were having that conversation. Like just, They were clarifying to each other. I didn't see it. You didn't see it. Okay, it's not reviewable, correct? It's not? It's not? Let's get the hell out of here. All right, then your your focus then really shifts to wanting to know, what you know? How mad were the players? Well, let's start with the captain, Alex Petrangelo. I didn't really get an explanation other than uh, I guess there's a different set of rules for two teams. So I'm sure they'll lose some sleep tonight after looking at it, but that's all I'm going to say about it. Did you see a hand pass? <laughs> <laughs> I
0: thought that's all I'm going to say about it.
2: Why can't you just say yes? You're not <laughs> going to get fined, right? I, yes. see, and I was a little
1: disappointed in everyone's hand, not going to talk about it, not going to talk about it. I think you don't have to go nuts if you're worried about ripping the league. You don't have to go off on a tangent, but you could say it was really confusing because we all thought the same thing. We were waiting for a review, or we know it's not reviewable. We all knew that, but we thought they'd overturn it. With them. I've seen this when I played in Ottawa one year. I mean, I think there could be still. You could be diplomatic about yeah, it. Yeah, you can be diplomatic. You don't have to, nobody is saying, give me a nuke job. And it may just be their paranoia with the media oh, kind of am, that they're wary, waiting for a gotcha moment that they think they're going to get trapped into saying some, which is probably what we were all hoping for. But I would have loved <laughs> if a player or two had said, well, I was standing next to one official, and he said, hold on a second, or we heard Barubi yelling over I – w- I would have liked a little more play-by-play of how it played out for them at that moment. That was disappointing to me because I honestly think you could have provided a little more insight, even though you got screwed and you're upset about it. I think you could have said a little more than I'm not talking about it.
2: I just think it's so weird. Again, that in 2019, we have to, like, whether it's officials or a league or the players, we have to dance around what everyone saw. Like, listen, the call happened, and it's not going to be overturned, and the Blues aren't going to win that game. After the fact, wouldn't you appreciate the transparency of the NHL just coming out? Maybe they will. With a statement, that was a bad call. They missed the call. It was... Heat of the moment, and I'm sure that this summer, the second the Stanley Cup playoffs are over, they will change the replay reviewing rules, just like they did in football after the Saints-Rams call. That rule will be changed. But I think it's weird that in 2019 we, we have to kind of sit there and the players have to pretend like they can't
0: say that they saw it when everybody saw it. I think uh, one issue I had last night, and Chuck, this speaks to you, saying that the league will eventually issue a statement, bad call, non reviewable. Sorry, but why didn't fans or even the blues get that last night. Why did it take an hour for someone representing the league to talk to Jeremy Rutherford or any person about that play last night? It sh- there should not have been that long of a delay for them to basically just shrug your shoulders and say, "Whoopsie, sorry."
1: And a hand pass that goes in the net can be reviewed. A hand pass that sets up a goal cannot be reviewed. Just to clarify, I think That it's, makes a lot of sense. Rule 78 <laughs> 78- Point one. I don't want to say it was a tough night for Blues fans, but Hockey Bob is wearing sunglasses inside and drinking at lunchtime. It's been that kind of 24 hours for your Blues. <laughs> All right, David Perron also peppered with questions about what took place.
0: Did it appear? Well, yeah, it was. Uh, but
1: let's move forward, and uh, that's what uh, we're going to try to do here in the next 24 hours. We're, we're a really good team in here, and we feel that our ten, first 10 minutes was uh, awesome, and then they scored two goals. Um, kind of put us on our heels and uh, we found a way to come back in the second have a really good period and then really good third period to get a bounce and uh, we played well in
2: overtime as well
1: and david Perron had the great quote it's not acceptable but it's okay <laughs>
2: that's But probably thank you that's... for saying yes that you saw it was a hand pass because everyone on earth also did
1: correct and then there's craig baruby who what do you think coach the first question is going to be he had to know no explanation well what do you guys think Okay. Then don't ask me. No reason to ask me. All we want, we nothing. I don't have nothing to say about it. Got to move on. Like the team's got to move on. We all got to move on from it and and get ready for game four. Really, that's all you can do. I mean, um, you know, we played a solid hockey game, but we are, we're we on the lo- losing side of it. And there's nothing we can do about what happened. We just got to move on. And again, the best exchange there is what did you guys think? hand pass and then he said well don't ask me then and jim thomas said well we want to know what you think in other words the fans don't really care our opinion they want to know yours since you're the coach uh and then baruby sort of beating the drum on the same theme hey we got to move we got to move this forward it's difficult to
2: lose in overtime and
1: playoffs uh many time and you know gotta move on like the team's gotta move on we all gotta move on from it and and get ready for game four really that's all you can do i mean um you know we played a solid hockey game but we are we're on the losing side of it and there's nothing we can do about what happened we just gotta move on is it a rallying cry moving forward like do the blues now have this chip on their shoulder like we got screwed or do you think they just go out and play their game tomorrow as best they can and they've got a, a little bit of edge but it's not a it's not something they're beating the drum on
2: well i think you have more edge and also in the stanley cup playoffs i think we've seen this so many times whoever wins whether it's the first game or if it's tied 1-1 to go up 2-1 that other team naturally has so much more desperation anyway and and the blues would have if they lost this game on a legit play knowing that if they don't win on on friday night they're going back to san jose down 3-1 with a chance to be closed Closed out right there. I mean, the Blues are going to have more of a desperation anyway. Um, I think, look, it's it's interesting to talk about. I will say this, though. We've seen this a million times. Are you telling me that deep down the NHL and the officials who are officiating that game on Friday night, are you telling me that they're not going to give 50-50 calls the Blues way to try to I'm – not, I'm not saying that the – you know, that the – What's the right word here? It's that, not a mandate from the. That league. There's,
0: a, there's a memo. Should the Blues test and put six guys on the ice start the game and see if they can get away with it? But look, like,
2: ah. but look, <laughs> two <laughs> goalies. <laughs> it feels <laughs> it feels fair. We didn't see it. It feels fair if this game goes back to San Jose tied two two. Yes. So what I'm saying is, I think I think the officials will do what they can, just like in a game. If one team has three penalties the other, and the one team has three power plays, they try to kind of make it up or fouls in basketball. It would not surprise me if the Blues got a lot of 50-50 calls on Friday night from the officials. And everyone, I talked to Strickland like at one a.m. last night. And again, Ellen, is yes, was he, he drunk?
1: No, nah, I don't think so. I just said, to you up?" He said, "Oh yeah, I've been talking to friends around the league all night." Hitch. Uh, in fact, right. he was like, "I'll call you back in a little bit." He was still like, <laughs> "You were secondary yes. at that
0: point in time."
1: But he even said. You know on Friday they'll, they'll be looking to give the Blues 100%. a percent. And I'm like, I don't know if it's human nature or if it's just the way the NHL does business. Everyone thinking the same thing. All right, what about the Sharks? What about Pete DeBoer, their coach? Uh, we watched that press conference last night at Fox 2. It was being carried. And the first question was, hey, how about your third line? or what? And we're like, Who what? <laughs> and I, I did say to Chuck, I said, well, it's the San Jose reporter. And you said, still. It's a gaggle. Still. The first – You've got to swarm him, and the first question's got to be about that. Yeah, you know, qu- quick play. Uh, again, I'm not, <laughs> not going to comment on the officiating. Uh, we found a way to win a game. Uh, I thought we had a great chance just before that, Timo Meyer going in. You know, it was it was a game of, of momentum swings, and those, those quick little plays happen all over the ice. Some get called, some get missed. We found a way to win.
0: That's a fast game. That's a
1: quick play. <laughs> Hey, what did you
2: see on that? Ah, that was a quick play. Just a quick one. We probably no won't, we probably won't even look at it. It was a some. volleyball spike. He spiked it like a volleyball, <laughs> right?
1: I told you if we were doing, a, we, we should do a funny bit today. It'd be a parody. It'd be Chuck and I wearing hockey gear.
0: You mean it's not a parody every day? Well, this, yeah, this show is a parody. Part <laughs> is a parody. <laughs> serious <laughs> journalists here. But
1: we would be skating around. Is the Ursuline Pond frozen right now? Probably no, not. not. But nice we'd be, we'd be skating around. And instead of sticks, we would just be playing catch like a football, just throwing the puck around. <laughs> then you get close to the goal, and you just spike it in there. Uh, Colton Pareko, which, by the way, there was a moment coming in uh, or out of a break on NBC, and Kenny, Al- Kenny Albert said, uh, Colton Pareco and Kane are having words. And I thought, what would Pareco be saying? Because him having words is a little different. Chaser or twister, or, you know. Pareko, hey, what's going on, buddy? Hey, <laughs> Big I mean, dude, can, though. Can, I know, but can you picture him actually – Saying something. You've been saying this harsh. for years,
2: that you want Him Cole Pareko to I turn do. into Chris Pronger, and I get that. A little more edge. And look, a he's a little slash. more mild, mildly mannered, but the dude's also 6'6", what, 230, whatever he is. I think if he did have to throw hands, he could do some damage.
1: Oh, absolutely. I'm just saying the idea that when they said they were having words... Your first thought is like he's calling him an SOB or whatever. Like, but with Pareco I'm hearing him. like, Hey, what's up? Oh yeah, okay, good play. I say that to his face. No, I don't. In the dressing no, room. No, I'm not making fun of him. I'm just saying. Uh, that voice yeah, was. Uh, uh, that was little no, little not at all. No. Bit making fun of him. not at all. I'm saying it's not his nature. So when they say having words, typically, you think of a more elevated moment. Here's Colton Pareco. Nice lead in. I mean, it is what it is. Um, I mean, yeah, it's it's tough, obviously, to go down 2-1 two, two and um, lose like that on home ice, but uh, I thought we did a good job. We we started well. We obviously deviated away from our game a little bit in the first, at the uh, second half, but um, we continue to compete all game, and um, just that play is, is what we need for 60 minutes, and, and we'll be good. So our focus now is just game four. Um, just don't worry about what happened at the end of this one. Uh, we need to come back and even the series up. So. And against both Benny and the Jets, they were 2-2 after four. They got there in different ways. They were up 2-0 on Jets, then lost two straight to make it 2-2, heading back to Winnipeg. In the Dallas series, they won game three on the road. Were you there, Chuck? Were you at Dallas? Mm -hmm. Okay, they were up 2-1, then they lost game four to get it to 2-2, if I'm not mistaken. I believe that's how it was. So they've been 2-2 in both of their series. Although it happened in different ways, if you had to grade Jordan Bennington, I, I, Frank and I were doing this. I think you gave him a six out of ten. I was thinking That's more. Fair. I was going more letter grade. I gave him a C plus.
2: Ooh. I think C plus is very fair. Yes. I think B minus is probably a too little generous? too generous.
1: Yeah, and I, the guy's been also. You're, you're looking at a guy who you expect more from. Like okay. You,
0: here's the test then: If Mike Yow were listening to players who played well, what would he have named Jordan Bennington?
1: We really needed Yosey just during this playoff. I know he works for the Flyers. We needed him just for his nightly who played well.
2: Look, positivity. I don't think Bennington would have been on that list. Positivity, though, moving forward is. Positivity? I I thought you weren't allowing that. No, this is an all-negative stuff. No, listen, we should absolutely focus on the call. We need to get these numbers, but I read a stat the other day after the Blues lost game one and allowed six goals that Jordan Bennington – in this postseason after losses. I mean, he's been great overall, but after losses, he's been incredible in this postseason.
1: Here's an interesting take from Joe Micheletti, NBC Sports, on the call for Game 3 and Game 4 in the booth with Kenny Albert. This was uh, his take on that final goal and how Bennington reacted.
2: If you watch it again on replay, I mean, I, I, here's what I think Here's what I think happened to Bennington on the play. I think that he knew that, well, he did know. He did know that it was a hand pass. And I think that he felt and thought that as soon as it touched the stick of Gus Nyquist that the whistle would blow. So I think that Bennington just momentarily relaxed, thought it was going to be a call. And then when it wasn't, he had to scramble to try and get back in a position, and Terrelson was able to get the puck to him. But you see him as soon as it goes in, his reaction. So he knew it was a hand pass, and I think he felt like it was going to be a call, and so did I.
1: Earlier today, Joe Micheletti on the Hollywood Casino Press Box. All right, the text topic, the Triad Bank, take it to the bank text line at 855 282 as we broadcast live from Westport Social. In fact, uh, many TV monitors, beautiful layout here. It's awesome. Play a little shuffleboard, a little bocce ball, shoot some baskets, play some ping pong. One of the monitors has ESPN on. And the Outside the Lines program probably doesn't talk a lot of hockey. I mean, ESPN is very invested in the NBA, literally, figuratively. (laughs) They just did a whole segment called What the Puck, showing replays of the goal, showing replays of Shen smashing his stick and Bennington hitting the wall with his stick. So ESPN locked in because we got everybody loves the negative. But the text line topic, where should the focus be? Should it be on the horrible call
2: or should it be on the fact that the Blues had a chance to close out a home win? First off. Doug's prison wallet saying, you won't read a single text. Boom. Ah. There's the first one, and here comes.
1: i got to say, I'm the worst. A whole lot more. Hoff is up there, but Charlie usually reads the text. And
2: also, it's kind of weird because Hockey Bob is right across from me, and he's texting into the text line live. Oh, we should still ignore him. And he's like 12 feet away. But here we go. we got a lot of text here. Bob number two. This is not Hockey Bob, I don't think. Blues fans need to stop whining like little B-words. It's their own fault that the game went into overtime. Whining sports fans is what St. Louis is really known for. Let's go Blues.
0: Petro's taking a lot of heat on the text line for his icing late in that game too. And and yes, he, he is. And, and again, Joe Micheletti
1: with an interesting take. He said in the old days you would, you would kind of carry the puck. He said, but the analytics have gotten involved, always the analytics, and the percentages – say it's worth it to take a shot at the goal because of the chances you could score that it's actually the analytics are telling players
2: to do that now that's fair Carlson did say though after the game that those icings basically gave the Sharks a timeout and a way to conserve their energy there at the end of the period
1: I, I I didn't like it either
2: but apparently the game has changed in that direction Matt says the Blues they have to bury that empty netter Uncle Baldwin says, "When you go 0 for seven against an empty net, you open yourself to the razor's edge of a tied NHL game." Ooh, I like so, that in terms of, edge. I like that too. That's good. In terms of the percentage of blame where it falls, this guy's kind of the opposite of me. He says 70 percent on the Blues for the failure to close, only 30 percent on the bad call. And the terrible thing about the goal that tied it,
1: they won the faceoff. I know. You know that's... All these things you point to, well, we lost the Facebook. No, you didn't. I mean, a lot of things, like the game six with Dankager, before it got to that moment, a lot of things that you controlled that you let slip away, to be fair.
2: And, and the other thing is, the Dankager play, that was going to be an out, right? I mean, we all know that. And the thing is, look, we should absolutely focus on this call, and we have and we will. But remember, too, if, if that call doesn't happen, it's still a tie game. I mean, the Blues could have still lost that game right. as well. You know, it wasn't like a win was directly taken from you. You, just, you would have had a chance, obviously, to win that game.
1: And years later, as it's broken down, the tackle by Mike Jones, people talk about that and say, oh, it was a game-saving play. It was incredible. But it would have, in theory, tied the game. Although, Jeff Fisher said he would have gone for two. No, he wouldn't have. He's such a liar. Nobody
0: believes him. He is such a
1: liar. I don't believe him. But no I love way. him. And you keep, know what? Hold on. To be fair... Not just because we hosted Rams Weekly with Jeff Fisher, and I really like Coach Fisher as a person. Whoa, not as a coach? No, I'm saying he, I enjoyed being around. I'm just saying. But it sounds like you no, like him more not. as a person than his. coach. Don't turn this into a John, reverse mosaic here. Okay. <laughs> but we had Isaac Bird, one of his former players. Oh,
0: that's a name. I forgot about we him. We had
1: him on one of our football shows, and he told me that it was talked about on the sideline. He verified the story that they were going for he two. He still doesn't
0: go for it. I'll put any amount of money on it.
2: Here we go. That would have been the brass of all brass. Keep
0: chickens out and kicks the extra point.
2: Three and four says Marley, which is a combo of your names. I oh, kind of like that. that. I'm in both camps. They should have finished the game in regulation and buried an empty netter, but they didn't, so the call screwed them. Fault on both. Tim says. Oh, McCurry's texting in now. That's unbelievable. <laughs> Is Rocky texting and Hoff texting in? We have
0: a lot Those of texts coming in. all our texts, actually, throughout the day, us texting the text line. to make us look important. Tim what if Hoffman
1: texted the show and said it's time for a break? <laughs> From
0: the 636. <laughs> Let's go. I'm going to do that tomorrow before finding any baseball. Let's when go. All, when
2: all four officials were gathered talking it over, one of the officials was mimicking the exact hand pass gesture during the conversation. I thought for sure when I saw him do that, they were going to overturn the goal. That's from Tim. I did
0: not see that. I thought based on how the Sharks reacted that it was going to be overturned because they were all kind of hanging around the ice waiting for something to happen. For a
1: minute, but then they left the (laughs) ice. And Bennington, I loved his crouch. He kind of got in net like, I'm ready for action, like we're continuing this game. And then Chief just looked really pissed. This is
0: going to anger strike because it's going to be Cardinal related. But it kind of reminded me of Yachty's walk-off double against the Reds a couple years ago when it was clear it should have been a ground rule double and all the Cardinals just left the dugout and went back into the clubhouse, signaling that (laughs) we've decided the game is over, not the officials. So last
1: night it's as if Brian
2: Price were in charge, (laughs) right? Scotty's wrinkled sack says, The worst play of the whole game that to me ultimately led to the loss, we've talked about this, was Petrangelo icing the puck with a buck ten left when having complete possession with multiple blues surrounding him and no shark pressuring him. Made me want to throw up. And here's Hockey Bob texting live here from Westport Social. All four refs were not all looking at that play. The two linesmen were paying more attention to players being offsides than where the puck actually was. And I think that adds to the frustration that this league, and we've seen it even in a playoff game
1: three years ago with the Hawks, where they're looking at it offside, you know, they're going back to a goal five minutes early, like, whoa, 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 let's take another look was his toe just barely over the line. (laughs) They've been doing this for a while, and it's it's frustrating because it's almost overdone now with the video reviews. Yet the most important moment, Chuck, not a hockey expert, maybe playoff, sudden death overtime, maybe a goal score. Maybe that should be reviewable no matter what the circumstances. Maybe just that's a generic blanket statement, not a wet blanket, but a statement that would say, you know what, if it's an
2: overtime goal playoffs, those are all subject to potential review. On the text line, 314, the gentleman or lady says, how is any play in overtime in the Western Conference Final not reviewable? So I ask you this question. I think this is a legit question because we all know I would put every cent in my bank account on the fact that this summer when the Stanley Cup playoffs are over, they will change this rule. That will be reviewable. Should the NHL change it right now? And I ask this because, look, we're, we're in the, the Final Four, the conference final portion of the Stanley Cup playoffs. There's still a couple games left at least here with the Blues and Sharks and however many with the Hurricanes and the Bruins, and you have a whole Stanley Cup final. What if this happens again in the next two or three weeks? Should they change this right now? Seriously. What if it happened in the Stanley Cup final Game seven. Yeah,
1: I just I think he can't. He can't do it right now. And even the woman on site, is it Kay Whitmore? Yes. Who gave a flimsy interview to Jeremy Rutherford. It, it did not sound good. I don't have the audio of it, but the comments from her, we should probably call that up, her comments, Jeremy Rutherford, who was serving as the pool of reporter to try and get some answers. It seemed almost flippant when she said, well, it's the rule for now. There was something said along the lines of, it's the rule for now. And it almost seemed kind of – Overly sarcastic, like I know why you're asking, but <laughs> we may get around to changing that later. I need the exact quote, but it sounded as if she was saying, Well, that's the way we really Or She also said, You can read between the lines. I'm like, Well, no, no, we're asking an NHL official so we don't have to read between the lines, so you can give us a very specific take on what transpired. Is Kate
0: Whitmore a guy?
1: We'll check on that. I
2: don't know. I think
0: he's a former NHL player. Oh, there you I think go.
2: Added to the list of. <laughs> Gaffes. Well, listen. To be fair, K. When you hear the name K, usually think with Kay. Yes. it's a woman. Every yes. kiss does begin with K. And I will say this: even though we we probably don't have that video, I would love to see the video exchange. My apologies to K. Of and Jr. Family, <laughs> the pool reporter with Mr. K. Whitmore. Correct?
0: Yes. Yeah, so. Because so. also,
2: look, this guy is in a really bad spot. Yes. So he may have said, "Look, I know it feels like a cop-out answer, and." You he can read between defensive. the lines. I think on I think on paper that looks very sarcastic, especially if you're a Blues fan that's really pissed off, but he may have said it in a way of look man, what do you want me to do? I have I have no recourse here. We screwed up, we can't review it. I'm sorry but it is what it is. But then
0: say that. Don't say you can read between the lines. But he you said that. Decide. But No, but no. but he's, before that he was very defensive saying you can read between the lines. You saw what happened. You're not allowed to be defensive or, or somewhat rude or insincere at this point in time because it's your league and your officials are Time and place. Up. Yes. But Thank he you. may have said. And you waited an hour to say this okay, too. Which but he may have worse. said, listen,
2: I mean, we can, we can kind of read between the lines. I mean, I don't tone, think it was necessarily like, ugh.
0: I choose the tone. <laughs> That's true. That's what happens the when you read something on
2: paper. <laughs>
1: All right, I'm going to give you the exact quote. This is, so Jeremy Rutherford, who writes for The Athletic, covers the Blues, Great obviously. Great guy. Great reporter. But um, he has a lot of tweets. Yeah.
0: A lot's happened.
1: Uh, it's a non-reviewable play. You can read between the lines. It's like I would, What does that mean?
0: You can read between the lines. That's how you, he said it. I guarantee you that's how he said it.
1: You can figure out like McGuire to you. what you want. You watch the video, but it's just non-reviewable. I know that sounds like a cop-out answer, but that's the truth, which that can be true. If it is a non-reviewable play, as unfortunate as it is, that can be the truth. I just don't like him saying you can read between the lines. If there was, he was asked, any leeway for Toronto to step in. Okay, any leeway for Toronto to step in is the question. If there was, then you answered your question. The way the rules are written, any chance there is to review, everything is reviewed, that's reviewable. But as the rules currently stand, the play is non reviewable. And then the question was asked to Kay Whitmore, fine gentleman. What Mr. Whitmore was great it guy. Was, was it a <laughs> hand pass? It's a non reviewable play. Was it a hand pass? Your honor, can I treat him as
2: a hostile witness? Okay, let me say this, though. If if the NHL, which I think they will, they'll come out with a statement, right, and they'll say it was a bad call, they missed it, and these officials probably won't officiate any more games in this postseason, whatever it is, that's not going to make anything better. Correct. We've seen this all on social media where the second that statement comes out, everybody goes, oh, thanks, right? Oh, that really helps us Correct. now that we're not in the Super Bowl. So I will say this. NHL screwed up. They need to change this. They should change it immediately But no matter how you come out, whether it's a statement or an interview with the pool reporter, also if I'm the NHL, I would want to talk with every single official, right? Before I come out with my official statement, that's why I think refs should actually have have press conferences too. I like the pool reporter thing, but why can't the refs be held accountable as well? And simple as just saying, look, we didn't see it. If I'm the NHL, I want to talk to every single official, all four of them, and say, how did we get, get here? Did all of you guys not see this? Did you not know what was going on? Were you obstructed? Blah blah blah. Before I come out with my official NHL statement. All right, we need to get to a break. Hoff has just texted into the show, and the
1: Triad Bank text line. I did just t- text Martin saying we should probably break. <laughs> it is is forty after all. Eight inches away well, from me. Well, I can't take. Say no, on I the air. No, we, we do no, a lot go of go mid take right now. Start start a take right now. Eight five five two eight two. This league. I, this is the most. I break. A- wrap it up. Break. All right, I, well, I'm up against See, it. it. I'm sounds sorry. bad. I'm up against it. I'm up against it. Got to take, take a break. <laughs> Hold here. on, I'll do Doug
2: Armstrong. <laughs> Bleeping garbage segment. I wish I had video of that. So do wow. I. Oh,
0: can we do that? I love Doug Armstrong. It?
2: And don't apologize for that. No. Ever. don't apologize for the knife in the eye.
1: Ever. Uh, Ever, Doug. Ever. If you missed it, the Cardinals last night. Four zip losers uh, to the Braves cares? series wraps tonight. <laughs> How about that from Mr. Baseball? From Mr. Baseball. Johnny <laughs> Baseball, baseball you <laughs> said, who cares? carry okay, tomorrow from one to two. Uh, Cardinals. dot com is where you can go for all your tickets, including themes and promotions. The i seventy series next week. Don't forget the Royals are going to be Love here. It.
0: They'll either score a lot of runs or they won't score at all. Correct. Hey, Hunter Dozier, come to the
1: ballpark. That's what we're facing. You, know, you might see thirteen runs. You might see seventeen, fourteen. You might see zero. Cardinals. We better not. We got. All right, we're going to have to alter this. When we're doing spots <laughs> for the Cardinals. This is a positive read. We can't turn Hoff's mic off during the Cardinal reads. Okay. <laughs> Cardinals.com for all your ticket needs. Great promotions at Busch Stadium. Uh, we'll be right. It's Chuck. It's Martin. It's Hoff, Rocchio. We're here live till three o'clock. And the important thing is that you come by Westport Social and get signed up. We're gonna do our drawing tomorrow afternoon for tickets to game four. And we did this the last couple of days. We're gonna do it today and tomorrow at Westport Social. And how about the people that came in earlier? And they knew the deal. They had Blues gear, and they put it on in front of us because then you get two chances to register if you're wearing Blues gear. They brought it in and put it on.
2: I love that. Quick tease. Look who's standing right in front of us. Bob Ramsey. What's one of his signature calls (laughs) on the Billiken Uh, broadcast? That is the the worst worst call I've ever seen, and he can actually say it based on
1: last night's hockey. What a miss by us. Hoff, we need the audio.
2: Yeah, let me get that. And he Sharks. was into to the official's face I'll just like he did. Sharks That's win. Not on no, our know. broadcast. Right now, Sharks so. win. In Not here. Overtime. Oh, no, no, no. You don't pay my salary.
1: All right, quick break. It is the midday grind. I'm on a lead.